so, uh, I suppose I should do the whole thing. Yes, Shim, I? what what haven't we said about GURPS then? I mean, surely we've covered it all. It's a narrow, focused game. There's not much to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you make a good point. You make a good point, John. But um, in, in counterpoint, I would like to say greetings and welcome to Water Culture, episode 11. In Have which, we only just got to greetings? In yeah. which we continue we really to talk. Please, Carol, don't let us interrupt. We'll just talk over you. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll fix it in post. We'll Statler and Waldorf fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, through the exhaustive editing process, I'm sure all of this will be made smooth and, and beautiful. Um, oh, exhaustive. I knew I was getting something wrong. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Uh, and uh, we will continue to talk about GURPS because mm-hmm. we started last time we haven't finished. That that seems like a good reason to me. Nor okay. indeed has GURPS, mm. despite appearances. Oh. Nice. Um, yeah, so... this has been one of the things I get. You know, I go to the game shop and they um, uh, talk to people and they say, oh, GURPS is dead, it's not on the shelf. Yeah, all that's on the mm. shelf is D&D, Pathfinder, and a bit of Call of Cthulhu. There are many more yeah. games than that, okay? <laughs> Maybe well, should, we, should we talk about 4th edition as we talk about the later well, what, and what was transition the, what to was electronic? What was a very quick development of it then? Because we got 1st edition, didn't really touch on modern and stuff much. In fact, I think it had pretty much just got a very short equipment list. Yeah, we did a Second bit of edition third. didn't do a lot else in that direction, did it? Did anyone well, have 2nd specifically? Yeah, so 2nd... Second, third was second, I think, was where I started, um, and it was where they started releasing um, alternative world books. So, for example, but Fantasy I'm thinking more in Fantasy terms of basic sets, horror, uh, and bits of pieces. In the in, in, yeah, so, so so first and second. Correct me if I'm wrong, Roger, but they were pretty identical-ish. I don't. I think it. I think it was more. It came in. It came in a black box and. Um, had white books and... Um, I've yeah, not looked into them still in much first. detail. I, I've never actually played pre-third edition. Mm. Uh, there there, I mean, were, I, I there were some first. fairly substantial rules changes from second to third, I know. Things like the um, yeah. yes. the universal uh, size and speed range table came in with third. Yes, mm-hmm. and in fact you actually got, you could buy a book, or possibly you had a free thing, which was basically a converter from second to third. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That um, because it was so different, and um, it was, it, it, I think what they realised quite quickly is a lot of the stuff in the second edition wasn't that generic. Well, um, this was the thing. This was what was missing. They said it straight away from first. The very first reviews of first edition were talking all. It's you know, it's realistic. It's got all this research behind. It's terrific, but it's basically a. It, it's kind of it's a sort of medievalish game. It's mm. not even really mm. a fantasy game, because you didn't have a lot of support for that either. No, no. But when you got to that jump from 2nd to 3rd edition, suddenly it's a game that you could basically play whatever you wanted from that one book. Mm. You yeah. might have to tweak bits and pieces, you might have to make bits and pieces up. So what happened then, once 3rd had got a bit bloated, which was sort of inevitable, what <laughs> made 4th more than just... Um, third in a nicer book well b- before that happened they they tried to do third in a nicer book in a, in a way uh and compendium one compendium two i was going to say mark will suddenly remember the compendium volumes and compendium one was I've got basically one. all the stuff 
all the skills, all the advantages, everything that had been invented for character generation in particular. Uh, that wasn't and my in God, there was a lot of it. GURPS third my edition. God, there was a lot of it. It seemed to me that whenever anyone did any world book or any kind of book, they almost felt obliged to add in a load of extra skills. New skills, and new advantages. And and so, sometimes... Which weren't all that different. Yeah. Sometimes if it, if it was a world setting that already existed... You know, like, you know, Witch World or Horse Clans or something, then they'd say, okay, you know, th- this is the advantage we need to represent the particular weird thing that happens in this setting. Fair mm-hmm. enough. But it, I think it would be fair to say there was quite a light editorial hand on this sort of thing. Um, <laughs> that sounds very euphemistic. I don't want to offend anyone, but. Um... <laughs> it, yeah, so um, it, it got very wild and woolly. And I think certain. How can you live without the appreciate beauty skill? Indeed. Isn't like terminal illness as a disadvantage? I mean, how often does that come up? I think it well once per character, I presume. <laughs> well, it's interesting in Champions, I think they specifically mention, oh, this is the new one, that having a terminal illness wouldn't really affect your points value that much because it's not, it doesn't affect you in play. Yeah. Rather more when you're out of play. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it. So the, the, when you say that, you know, the light editorial hand, that's making me think, you know, the the sort of contemporary called Cthulhu um, had the whole Miskatonic repository thing, which was, I don't know to how, what extent they were the same, but, you know, that was people suggesting things to the company and saying, I want to publish this, and them going, okay. And then they were published with a very yeah, light it, editorial hand. It, it wasn't hand. that light. Um hmm. As I understand it, the, the, the Miskatonic repository was basically you will make your PDF, you will run it past us, and we will make sure it's nothing that's actually going to get get us arrested. Mm. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. And to to be fair to GURPS, they they have always yeah they've always been very good about playtests um, and get getting stuff reviewed by multiple eyes wherever possible mm. Mm. Uh, before it comes out. So. But all right, let let let's say perhaps a liberal editorial policy because yeah, it was quite reasonable to say okay, I'll invent a bunch of new skills, I'll invent a bunch of new advantages mm-hmm. for this setting without really having an eye to yeah, all right, but what happens to the player who wants to combine this with their other stuff? Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, and, and what you what you got very very quickly is well, hang on a minute. Um, I mean, hold on, yeah. Let's let, let's do let's do psionics before Gib psionics came out. I've got horse clans. I've got humans. <laughs> um, I've got oh, there was an, there was at least one other before before psionics came out, and they all had psionics in them, done in a very slightly different way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, which, funnily enough, is is exactly the sort of argument that Steve Jackson had when he was talking about why he did GURPS in the first place. Mm -hmm. You don't get a situation like Fantasy Games Unlimited where you've got multiple games that are almost doing something in the same Mm. way but it's just different enough to trip you up. Yeah. And and, and so, in fact, if you actually read through Compendium there's an awful lot where okay, this is the skill. Right. In this book it's called this. In this book, it's called mm. that. In this book, you know, and you've got we've got one or two skills where they're, they're mentioned about five or six times in different things. Um, mm. And in essence, it's all just the same. 
exactly the same thing, but maybe with different, slight different uh, shadings on it. Um, is that, so is this kind of bloat that happens, is that... It feels to me like something of an inevitable consequence of a game being around. It happened to Dungeons & Dragons multiple times. It happened to the White Wolf games. Um, it happened, probably, I don't know if it happened to Cthulhu in the same extent, because the rules were... Well, I, I, think, I don't think, I think it did in the core of Cthulhu, but I think the other stuff it did. I think, mm. I think you can have predictable right, okay. blows and unpredictable blows. And I mean, if, okay. if you if you know, that, say, the metric system and you know what a metre is and you know what a millimetre is... Then, if you know what an amp is, you can work out what a milliamp is, and there's that parallelism. You, you can start to say, "Okay, I know how this works," and so I can predict bits of how it works. You, 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 and okay, you, yeah. you can't really do that with imperial measure because you know what, what's what, a yard relative to an inch, and what's a pound relative to a ton, and so on. Um, and I think that a long that, or a short ton is that sorry? Yeah, uh, or shipping ton, obviously, um, and. This, I think, was really one of the things that came in with GURPS 4th edition. Uh, look, looking at the dates we've got, for GURPS, actual GURPS gets released in 86. The 3rd edition is in 88. And, and, and that is right, basically okay, GURPS, yeah. as far as I think most people are concerned. I don't yeah. think, I, I've, I've never met yeah. diehards who say, I, I just play 1st or 2nd edition. Um, well, you only, you only could if you were really playing it in the setting it supported at that time, yeah. which wasn't that generic. Let's be mm. honest; it was it was a med- it was a fun medieval game. But um, when they released Man to Man, the combat system, which mm. was basically a you know medieval combat system, effectively fantasy combat system, they actually gave you a lot more of the game than I expected. <laughs> yeah. So seven years later, we've got the compendiums, ninety-five. Yeah. And then ninety-five. Yeah. Nine years after that, 2004, we get fourth edition starting to come out. Yeah. Uh, which was, for me, oh, which, actually oh, really oh, handy. Behind, behind the scenes, I mean, I don't know, were you on um, the, um, were you on Pyramid at that point, Roger? No, I was, I was just going to say, it was very handy for me because I had been playing a bit of GURPS Third. I hadn't been playing it a lot before that, I'd just started getting into it, so... Just as I was doing that, GURPS fourth edition happened, so I didn't have a whole lot of, this is the way I do things... Mm, so fourth, yeah, fourth edition is much more my GURPS version than third was. Mm, so, so I was very much a third player. Yeah, um, and um, there was an awful lot of what the hell are you talking about? This is a load of rubbish. <laughs> you know that will ruin that well, will ruin say, the game. The... I mean, I, I mean, the arguments and my god, there were a lot of them. Um, <laughs> where basically. Hit points going from health to strength. Um, Other way no, around. No, it is that way around. The strength that, and fourth third. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh. That's my point. <laughs> they went. It went from health to strength, and my God, we went backwards and forwards for months. <laughs> so what what was the what was the goal of fourth edition? If you know third is kind of the definitive, but got got bloated and broken. Was that the, what what were they trying to do with fourth? Keep, keep did, a whole bunch of keep a whole it, bunch of stuff that was good that wasn't that wasn't in core third ed. And this is coming back to what I'm saying about a sort of orthogonality. Trying 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 to make a bit a bit more predictable, a bit less surprising. Mm. Say so, for for example, um, more consistent. A, a bunch of disadvantages had uh, will rolls to control them. You know, if if you go you know, 
bad habits or you know, compulsive gambling, that sort of thing. Which meant that if you had a very high will, for example, because you were very intelligent, you would still get all the points at a disadvantage, but it would hardly ever affect you. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and fourth, right, that yeah. has cha- been changed to a self-control role. And self-control rules for most disadvantages that have them work basically the same way. They, they, che- they affect the cost in the same way. You check them in the same way. And they affect the cost of that disadvantage. So you can be, for example, you know, a super strong-willed person, except that you have this particular weakness. Yep. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you have the, the sliding scale. So it makes it more flexible in terms of the kind of character you want to be, but also reinforces it actually impacting your character. And a bunch of the skills, a, bu- a bunch of the more abstruse skills have been uh, either compressed into others or just removed. Yeah. That... A lot of uh, so a lot of things like pass. So you know we were talking uh, when we were rolling up um, our um, champions characters. Yeah. That um, and you were saying you have a blast, and that could be a fireball. Oh, I'm glad you could... enjoyed it. I, I had a great time. Well, we've had a brilliant <laughs> time. Yeah, but, but, yeah, that could be a fireball. That could be a laser beam. That could be bats being summoned and, and mobbing the uh, the poor recipients or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're doing damn hot diarrhea cannon. Have you Maybe only just that. started audacity Sorry. there? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you could build that in GURPS. I'm sure you could build it in Champions too. Um, but 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 one you of the big build one... it. you just say that's the special effect. Yeah, one of the big <laughs> things in um, going from third to fourth is they tried to make things like power uh, powers uh, and bits and pieces a lot more generic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a bit of that in GURP Supers for Third Ed, but they they made it a core part of the system. I was going to say, I've, I've got third, I've got Third Ed Supers, and that is very similar to what I, what we were yeah. doing with Champions. It's all yeah, that, that, but in a way, this is the problem with Third Ed is that it, it's it's there. It's got a load of stuff in the core far more than previous, and it is more yeah. generic. But then you get something like that. You know, you need the supplement to get all the supers stuff, and then things go right. Yeah. In another supplement and another, and really having two compendium volumes is it's kind yeah. of flagging that there's an issue. If you can mm. fill that much stuff, and I bet they trimmed some out, if you oh, can fill two good. books like that just to say, well, here's the extra stuff you could do with, um, you know, you, you've got to revise it and try and make it simpler, more accessible. That's true. And yeah, they, that was on that was on top of the yeah. basics. And they, they did things like. Um, Try, trying to cut down skill bloat by having uh, what is it hobby skill professional skill expert skill something like that yeah so yeah. so if if you if you're writing a book about you know uh, genius hackers and you want to have computer security right well that's okay that is expert skill computer security we know how an expert skill works that is just another expert skill yeah rather rather than here is another thing that your character your character for all sorts of other systems would or settings would need to know about yeah, and it could default to X skill at minus this and Y skill at minus that. This yeah. was another thing that got, I think, a well-intentioned, clever idea that got out of hand as the number of skills proliferated. Because it, it was never yeah. quite as logical as it perhaps should have been. Or it certainly didn't seem that way to me. Yeah, a lot of... It, it's still not completely regularised, but... In GURPS 4th, a lot of the time, an easier skill will default to something minus 4, IQ or DEX. Right. Yeah. Often um, an average what, skill will be minus 5, and so on. So, so one of the big drivers for the fact that they knew things were broke 
was um, my god, I can't remember the name of the guy. The guy who wrote the Gerps character builder. Armin somebody, yeah. Yeah. So he came on and he turned around and said, well, I've got a way of doing all this and doing this thesis. Is this and, software? Yeah, yes, so this is software. Yeah. Okay. And he turned around and said, right, so we're doing, um, you can only inherit twice. So in other words, um, you can all, uh, you Does can default, default to, yeah, and so on and so forth. And all those different right. things. Yeah. And he was turning around and saying, this skill could be this in this book or, or, or even with um, Compendium, he was pointing out that, that this skill could be this or this, depending on which, which way, which, which path you chose. And, oh, we, I see. and they realised that there were a lot of issues with, again, we're going back to the fact that you have literally even with in, in compendium, I mean, you're probably getting around. I mean, you're well over a hundred skills, and you're probably getting around the five six hundred skill um, count. And you've actually, depending on what skills you chose, you could actually end up with quite different secondary skills. Uh, so, in other words, um, you know, this is inherited from that. Um, for exactly the same IQ, for exactly the same uh, bits of pieces, and the, the the logic of why that was hmm. wasn't stable. So one of the things they did with the fourth edition, and it was one of the, the specific things, was that he was involved, I think, right at the beginning, just purely and simply as a plug this number in, does it give, you know... Going down these two separate paths, do we get the same result at the end, sort of thing? And right. so, so it was yeah. sort of a balancing no. issue that you no. could basically could be no. much more efficient getting the problem was inconsistency. There was an awful lot of inconsistency, yeah, okay. which lead, leads to the situation where two people turn up with surprisingly similar characters, except one person has worked out how to game the system and make one more efficiently, or yeah, whatever. It, it, and I, that in a in a point by system uh, it just breeds discontent and yes, problems. Uh, yeah. Very, um, the sort of optimization so. building mentality yeah. as well. You'll never get away from it. You've, oh, yeah. you've basically got to say to people, "Should we not do that?" It's come, yeah. isn't it? But you know, so has, has GURPS been a fix? In there, the there was certainly or, some. I mean, of that. it's not it, been my experience a lot. I, I, I didn't I meet it to the same extent I, I did with Champions back in the day, and I'm glad to mm. say that I'm, I'm now playing Champions with you guys who don't feel that way, which is great. Um, but. It, there were certainly optimizations that people got to know about. Um, Idesic memory in third edition. Mm. Uh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Even as a as a an amateur <laughs> player, you might say. And, and a lot, <laughs> a lot of people realised if you're going to have a character with a bunch of mental skills, hey, free points. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the yeah. number of one-eyed phobics that were kicking around and things like that. You know, that's that is a problem with the way disadvantages. Have appeared in frankly most games that have used them. Um, they're a, they're a kind of a nice idea. I suppose there is a limit. They do lead to some rather ridiculous situations. That's a slight segue actually, because I I am used to in GURPS just kind of maxing out the disadvantages because you hmm. should probably. Um, but interesting. Uh, but I haven't always, and I was found it interesting in Champion, and it threw I both both Roger and me that you just you just have to take. A, a certain number of disadvantages. Well, they, 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 I mean, without going too far into uh, champions, they, they well, changed it from the way they, they used to 
to do it, which was you could have up to 150 points of um, advantages uh, of disadvantages. Uh, but now they use these complications, and you have what's called so many points of matching yeah. complications. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to not do that and yeah. change the points totals, yeah, they tell you how to do that as well. Yeah, one of the things they tried to do in 4th Ed, and with some effect, though possibly not as much as they really wanted, was to say, okay, this should actually be an even thing. If you take a 15-point disadvantage, it should be a big thing that's going to have an impact on the way that character is usable. Yes. Um, And at least, in principle, if you decide you're not going to max out disadvantages, it should still work just as well. Right. Uh, Similarly with quirks. I mean, quirks were a... I think an innovation when they when they came in the idea of here here is something just a bit odd about your character something a bit distinctive and yeah, it, and, and I, you're I always the, like a point for thinking of it uh, quirk- yeah. so they are they're one point uh, tiny disadvantages like your character uh, yeah but in for, in fourth ed like they that. are intended to yeah. be tiny but still actually disadvantageous yeah. so so it's not just yeah. you know likes redheads it's He's going to be at a significant disadvantage when redheads attempt to seduce him. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Always right, gets yeah. distracted if there's a redhead in the room, and mm-hmm. therefore, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's actually so that moving more towards the the hero system thing of the the idea that a disadvantage that isn't really a disadvantage isn't worth any points. You can take yeah. it mm-hmm. by all means, take it. But why should you get points for that? Because you're all you're doing. Is trying to to get points without suffering a, a penalty. So yeah. really, that's a, that's a role playing issue. Then that's not. Yes, it's a, it touched on that. Like immortality is very cheap in yeah. champions. Like because most campaigns don't run never that dies long. or whatever. Yeah, that that, yeah, that exactly was the they explicitly gonna... tried tried to fix before that. Mm. The costs of things like uh, extremely long lifespan, or you know, won't die naturally only when somebody sticks a sword in you, or that kind of thing, yeah, or indeed mm. will die fairly soon. Because again, mm-hmm. you do you play two or three adventures and it hasn't come up yet. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, does for, the fourth edition's been out um, fifteen years? It, feels, right, it doesn't years? feel that long, but yes, it's expected no, probably two thousand and four. So, is that starting to suffer from not, the same not anything like the same extent, or is it largely? Uh, all, all due credit okay. here, not just because I like the bloke, Sean Punch, who's been line mm. editor of GURPS since before 4th Ed came out and is Dr. one of the... Dr. Crowell's left his off. Yeah, he did. As he did w- one of the authors on of 4th Ed. Um, has been an active editor in terms... Um, I don't say he's edited every book, but he's been an active line editor in the sense that he's... He, so, is, actually, he, he, is, the, he is the ultimate authority on what goes in and what doesn't go yeah, in. Yeah, he was known as the benevolent dictator for quite a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a level of, of consistent oversight that mm. very few games can say they've had. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he, he is the one full-time GURPS employee. Mm. So, because... Uh, I mean, I've had a look at the, you know, submission guidelines and stuff that they have. And, you know, compared to, you know, for example, I've put stuff out for Pathfinder. And, and that's very much a case of you can get a compatibility license and you can make stuff and it, on your own head be it, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, Pathfinder is basically don't be a dick. Yeah. And <laughs> obviously, if I... I'm not if, even if, sure. If, <laughs> no, if you're no, writing no, something for the actual... Actually, it's, it's got quite a good... Thing. It's got there's two different levels. There's one where you're writing it for the official Pathfinder settings and stuff. At which point, <laughs> everything. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, but for the general, 
um, you're playing Pathfinder and you want, you know, but 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 all Pathfinder based things. It, it a lot of it is look, don't do anything that's going to get us sued. Don't do anything that's going to get you sued. Mm. <laughs> I, I think to be fair, uh, St- Steve Jackson saw the whole OGL D and D three thing. And saw the amount of crap that came out with an OGL badge on it, and said, "No, mm. this is not what we're going to do for GURPS." You, yeah, you... how's that? How are those yeah. uh, guidelines or requirements for GURPS then compared to something like Pathfinder? Yeah, so they've sort of struck a kind of middle ground in a sense. So they've obviously got their own lines and stuff that they're working on, but they've got this uh, wish list of things we want people to submit uh, ideas for, and if we like it, we'll help you publish them. Basically. Right. Yeah, so, um, so you can come along and say, I've got this idea for Gerp's Fruit, for example. <laughs> for you example. Know, I was just going to throw something similar yeah, in, I don't think know. And, and, and they will talk to you about that, but they also have a list Pretty of... Sweet. No, I did enjoy the Pathfinder thing. <laughs> but, but, but they also have a, look, a, a list oh. of, you know, okay, we, we would like this book about what would you find in the back of a modern ambulance? for example. Yeah. So if, if you're an ambulance guy, we would love you to write this book for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one of the things that's very notable that, you know, is they have very strict things, like, you know, no new skills, no new advantages, no new disadvantages. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, you cannot invent those. You can invent techniques, show your working of how you have calculated the exact cost of techniques using this set of rules. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they've obviously tried very hard oh, that's yeah, so to have this consistency yeah. and this, um, you know, this very strong framework within which new content will come out. Well, it is kind of a design cheat and to that, just that come up with a worked. new skill or a new um, subsystem to do something. Mm. It, it's really not great designing. Uh, and you've got to have some restraint on that. And let's face it, most people, if you're being creative... It's hard to put that restraint on yourself because you think, oh, actually, this would be amazing if it did this. But in the context yeah. of a bigger game, mm. it's not so desirable. And, they, they do. Yeah, yeah. well, this is it. They don't want to go back to where they were. It, it, it's you worth also noting. You have a yeah. bunch of people, Roger included, um, who will basically, if you turn around and say, I want this effect, will turn around and go, ah, okay. So basically, what we need to do is start with this. Add this, do this, divide divide by the number you first thought of, um, and so on and so forth. And you get that effect from the existing um, uh, advantages, disadvantages, skills, often whatever. in two or three different ways. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, but I mean, it doesn't matter. That's the whole thing. You are doing it consistently within the existing rule set. Yeah, I mean, I noticed, uh, you know, so. For example, there's uh, John Dalman, isn't it? Has this whole, you know, skill of the week, advantage of the week discussions that he's been doing for ages on GURPS forums. Yeah, he, he actually took, through... he took some of those off over after somebody else stopped doing them. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, examining things and then working out, okay, what can you do with all of these? How does it compare to other things that are a bit similar? And there's loads of discussions of if you want to, you know, I want to make something that looks like this character from this series or this book or this film. How would I do that? And there's always people coming in. Oh, you could do this, or you could do that, or you could do mm-hmm. this other thing. Right. Um, so there's, you know, it's obviously depending on h- how you want it to feel. There's different ways you can do things. Mm. Well, you know, and, and that's part of the fun as well. Is 
um, is doing that. Now, caveat, caveat, caveat. All we're talking about here, all this complication, oh my God, there is some absolutely mad complications at times. Yes, you're selling fourth edition, go on. (laughs) It's all about the design. The play, I would still argue that GURPS is the simplest game we play. With the possible exception of I'd the strongly disagree, but uh, <laughs> of the, of the forgot, with the possible exception of the forgotten <laughs> features. Well, you think GURPS is simpler than tunnel? Simpler well, than I don't. Than I don't. Yes, yeah. easily. Really? Yeah. By an order, order of magnitude to actually. I'm not. I, forgotten Futures. You yeah. have to look up Valid on a table yeah. when you've made a roll. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I I agree. It runs very smoothly, like an old. Like a lightly oiled Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Roger. Thank you. I was trying to, I was trying to think Roger, of a card. Like, um, I'm, I'm just writing down that, that episode title. Uh, <laughs> no, that's actually something um, Jeremy Clarkson once wrote. I've said, so don't, uh, don't think. Yeah. Um, the only thing he's ever said I've remembered and thought, oh, that's quite good, though. But, well, okay. There, there are some games that are absolutely rigorous about having one resolution mechanic for everything, and GURPS is not quite there because yeah. you have your your normal task roll is three d six roll low against your skill or whatever. But you you do also have reaction rolls which are which are three d six, and you want to roll high, but generally the GM makes them anyway. And you do have rolls for damage. Some games have eliminated that now. Um, mm. But mostly it is you know, when I've run GURPS demo scenarios, uh, which indeed some, some of you have played in before, before I knew you particularly. Uh, it, I, I can explain the core mechanics in less than five minutes. Uh, yeah. I will say, you know, yes, I'm handing you a pre-gen character because character generation does take longer than that. I, it, this isn't one of those games where you can whip up a character at the beginning of this of four-hour session. But that's, uh, I think, uh, an unavoidable weakness of it, which yeah. it, it's certainly not unique to GURPS, and it's definitely an issue with point-by systems, Mm. simply because you have to deal with a lot of choice. Mm. If you're rolling 3d6 down the line, and then roll for your hit points, there's not a lot of choice going on there. It's quite straightforward. You've got to be a cleric again. Um, (laughs) Yeah, if you do it the old-fashioned way, then there's no choice at all. (laughs) Thinking of Tons and Trolls, the complication, and it's a a fairly minor one, is when when you say a a level X stat save, I have to remember that level X is, what is it, 5X plus 10, 20, something is my target. What you mean when you take the level well, times? When it's a, a level five. two saving round of it. Yeah, but, but but the level times five is not the target. It's not five for a level one, is it? No. So no, you, it's it's fifteen plus the level yeah, times that, five. That that you, that is you a gr- take a roll from it, <laughs> but don't forget the doubles add and roll over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very straightforward. Whereas in GURPS... No, don't but, be wrong. However, I would say one thing. I mean, bear in mind that I was. No, I was a. I'm still very keen on a lot of the things about GURPS. Um, I moved away from it for, for various reasons, but I think you can tell a lot about a game from its character sheet. Now, mm. if you're looking at a first edition GURPS character sheet and a modern one, they're they're really drastically different in terms of how sort of cluttered and, and how much information they're they're putting in front of you. And I'm. Oh what, God, a lot more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, with the right, design okay. um, sort of ethos of, of 
fourth edition. I'm presuming then that they've not put lots of extraneous stuff that people will have gone through a process of saying actually we don't really need to have that on it and this on it. But there is definitely more stuff on there and compared to the first edition, I say tons more stuff. I mean there used to be, you know, a full length figure on there and all they were very popular in the eighties. Um all that kind of thing. Then they'd realised most gamers can't draw. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will uh, argue for one thing, which which hasn't been done in any official character sheet or any character sheet I've seen, but you could easily do is just eliminate all the point values. You never need to know the point value of a thing in play. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a thing I've been a thing I've been working on with the Phoenix sheet. I haven't got it working yet, but yeah. I suppose that the argument there is. Well, I suppose the, the worry there, or my immediate thought is, then you're going to need Which a character yeah, worksheet. But, but if, I mean, if you are, you do, as I do, using but, GURPS Character Assistant uh, to maintain the character got, anyway, that can show the point values. That, that doesn't have to have everything on one yes. page. Well, that's what, yeah. But I think that's quite off-putting as a yeah, player fair. to have a well, worksheet. Do you think, then, that um, GURPS is, when presented to a new player in a way more intimidating than it used to be, even though we've got away from that kind of uh, huge bloat about and people saying, oh well, you need to look in that extra volume to find out what that skill does and this sort of stuff. The fact simply that the character sheet's got a ton of extra stuff on it, because I, f- I find this with Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, even co- it, that's always had a load of stuff on by the nature of it listing out all the available skills. That's a a design choice that they've always had. It always looks more complicated than it actually is yes. when you're playing a, a KSM system. Mm. But I wonder, with having all that extra stuff there with, with GURPS, does it look more intimidating and harder to find things than the actual core of the system is? Well, obviously you know, the it, answer it is going to be, be yes. <laughs> yeah, this is, but, but is it, has it become... <laughs> I think well, with 7th edition also, particularly, it, uh, with 7th edition... Are, Sorry, I, yeah. I, I feel ah, that's the, more the, Well, there is the basic problem. You need three numbers per skill, and you need all the skills. Uh, well, yeah. you don't need it, um, but it saves you time to it. I, I I'm no apologist the, for chaos. I, I don't really know these days whether most people start who start whatever the game system is start by playing it with somebody who already knows it or mm. bring the book and take it home. I mean, back in the day... It was, it was very much somebody, I, brought, I, somebody buys the book. I was, think yeah. you would struggle, unless you were a statistician, I think you would struggle a little bit with GURPS. I th- generate a character. I don't agree. I, I, but I, I, I am a statistician, so... <laughs> yeah, I know, and this is my... No, but, but, but also, Roger, you're in the same situation as me, uh, and, and, and Nick and, uh, and John... We've all played it. We've all done quite a lot with it. You, you know, you, at the end of the day, you've, you know, you, you, you've published it before. So you actually have sat again. down and basically, um, you know, looked behind, you know, definitely behind the sort of the screens and made sure everything worked. I have seen the things man was not meant to know. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I have I've, seen I've, the cost uh, breakdown of teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely got players and just friends who aren't more players um, who become uncomfortable quickly when faced with things like, you know, this costs this many points, but you can have minus 40% for this and plus 20% for that. Uh, for example. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
I love the flexibility, but that adds. Uh, I, I think also things like Dungeons and Dragons, or Dungeons and Dragons particularly, is so. Uh, it's so in the uh, the public domain to some extent that even someone who's never played a role playing game has yeah, a sorry, chance I'm just of understanding what the saving throw is. The clatter of a keyboard you know, as Hasbro's lawyers get in touch with you for suggesting <laughs> that D&D is in the public domain. <laughs> Yes, uh, <laughs> I don't mean public. I mean in the public consciousness is a better way to put it. That you know, saving throw, which is a you know a fairly esoteric concept, has yeah. a chance of being yeah. at least recognised by a member of the public in a way that nothing from GURPS would have a chance of. So straight away, there's a higher. But bar you've got D sixes like, instead of those. Well, weird anything guys. other than D and D, recognise those. But to some extent, that well, yeah. But people expect weird dice. Now. Again, actually, here's, here's again, a cap, cap, there's nothing conceptually difficult about dice with twenty I, sides. I think if you were no, this is there. There is a massive difference here between rolling up a character and actually playing the game. I think if Roger exactly would point come, by. Um, yes. Roger would um, come along um, to to somebody straight, straight off the street and say, right. This is a character. This is your character. These are your skills. You recognise what those skills are. Those num, those numbers are socially um, the sort of thing you you've got to try and roll under that under that number. The n- more you roll under it, the better better the effect is. Off you go. Yeah, which Bang. is basically what I do in my demo scenarios. Yeah. I, I agree I that yeah, that this is the thing we we mentioned yeah. a bit last yeah. time as well. Character generation is this great big wall, and if if. As somebody who has never played GURPS before, mm. who has perhaps played a bit of D&D or, you know, some other system that is reasonably well integrated between system and background and setting and so on. You, you, know, you, you bring GURPS home and you think, what is all this stuff? Do I have to use all of it? Yeah. Ah, well, that's mm. the issue, isn't it? Because they've, se- yeah. they've had several, uh, I think yeah. particularly for third and I think for fourth, really trimmed down light versions. Yeah, we, we talked and about this a little bit how, last time. Yeah, I sometimes wonder how effective they are, or if they actually make make things... There's GURPS. Was an there's GURPS like that, GURPS. One thing that's a, that's yeah, complicated. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to get into all those sort of <laughs> attempts to either make it look... Um, yes, you can use a book with just these few rules or whatever... But one thing I, I, I was thinking about how the, the game was changed, you know, deliberately changed rather than that kind of natural sort of evolution you get with a game. You've got a system which um, was all pretty solid and was mostly working and it got various bits that were getting a bit woolly or overblown fine. But it had an incredible library of support books and supplements. You know, really, the envy of every mm-hmm. other game. Mm-hmm. There were quite a number of um, licenses, you know, maybe not, you know, they didn't have Star Wars, but they still had a lot of quite big licenses uh, and some very, really unusual ones. Now, when 4th edition came along, of course, they made the decision, we're going to make hardback books, we're going to put, you know, one out every half hour, they're going to be full colour, glossy, they're going to look great on the shelf, they're going to be just the thing that the kids today want because they're looking at the old books and the black and white interiors and the nice layout and functional design and saying, you know, granddad, not my cup of tea, or whatever it is that kids actually drink. <laughs> so um, that didn't actually last that long and didn't seem to make an impact on the perhaps hoped for kids, you know, who don't yeah, like so, tea market. So, so, so Roger, so, what happened? <laughs> well, I mean, I can, I mean, I can tell you what happened was 2008 happened. 
you had a, you had a world economic crash. The economic crash. And basically, a lot of you know, I mean, it hit um, role playing as much as anywhere else. Um, and if you actually look at um, uh, firms that were doing incredibly well, not incredibly well, but on paper they were doing well uh, <laughs> up, up to that point. Um, who basically got to 2008, 2009, and then disappeared. Well, the, the odd thing is, in previous slowdowns, uh, role-playing had been a bit contrary, because you know, people were saying, right, I can't afford to go to the cinema, but I can afford a role-playing book which will last me, you know, months. Mm. Mm. Uh, and, in, and in 2008, that yeah. didn't happen as much, I think partly because, I to be honest, because of higher production values, meaning higher costs. Yeah. But, well, uh, uh, very often requiring bigger print runs than you'd ideally want, and yet the market wasn't absorbing big print runs. The kind of thing that any old tat used to sell uh, in the 80s, the early 80s, you really could push a game out that nobody had heard of and sell 4,000 copies of it if you've if you got mm-hmm. a bit of marketing going. Well, how many games uh, on the market mm. now do you reckon sell 4,000 copies of anything? Or indeed, yeah. 400 I wonder what our our current situation has um, done to the role playing market because you know D and D has mm. definitely had a resurgence in the last in twenty twenty. It was already a bit resurgence since then. But, Whether that's had yeah, any well, kind of if by trickle down you mean has it pissed on the rest on of the most of the uh, hobby? Yes. <laughs> Uh, another thing worth bearing in mind for, for the transition, though, is inventory taxes. I, I, as I understand it, the Texas uh, inventory tax situation changed. So where they could, in the old days, say, you know, we, we will print a decent run of this 128-page GURPS historical book, and we will yeah. sell, you know, 20% of it, which will keep, and that, that'll bring in enough to keep the lights on, and then we will keep selling it for the next several years. Uh, all of a sudden that became a tax liability. So they had to, what, pulp things or just not do No, but what they had to do was shorter print runs. Right. So, for for example, I, I have a first edition of GURPS Ultratech right. um, for fourth edition. And I, I think most of the people who wanted one when it came out got one. But, the, uh, you know, two years later, it was really hard to find. Right. Uh, and that that was one of the things that eventually drove uh, PDF adoption for them. They they'd been quite slow about PDF, and for a while for a while they said, you know, we'll do the PDF other stuff. We will never put the core cool rules in PDF, which obviously they now have done. Um, but that that was a part of it because you know no inventory tax on PDFs. But it's never really recovered, has it? Um, in a way that some other lines. Well, uh, one hundred twenty-eight page historical books don't pay anymore. Well, no. No, but we've never really got back to that. Let's do a big hardback, full color no. thing, unless it's a special project. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something. Maybe they're doing. You know, we're going to do a Kickstarter for this, or this is a licensed product. Whatever it happens to be. How are most GURPS products coming out now? And is it a problem in that they're perhaps only being seen by the people who already know about them? Well, as, as I say, I get people saying GURPS is dead because they don't look at. Uh, you know, the vast range of GURPS PDFs. Uh, I've, I've got, uh, yeah, something over 17,000 PDF pages of stuff for GURPS 4th edition. Time for an intervention. <laughs> but, so that is a problem, isn't it? That, you know, although economically it makes a huge amount of sense, they paid for it with visibility. Well, what, what, what they've mean, been doing recently is GURPS, um, say, doing Amazon print on demand. Say, so, oh, so if you want a copy of Ultratech now, you can mm. say, Amazon, please print me one. 
And the quality of those is actually pretty good. I know somebody's been collecting them. Uh, it's come to the point where, you know, they are better quality than... Yeah, old, uh, generally speaking, <laughs> old role -playing right, games if you've that got a print-on-demand print paperback now of quite a big, chunky book, it will hold together a hell of a lot better than third-edition paperback GURPS, mm. which oh, uh, yeah, I, I have with some right here. Uh, this is a completely <laughs> yes. unofficial, you cannot buy it, uh, yeah. pri private edition of the first six volumes of GURPS Monster Hunters, uh, which basically I, I put together for the, for the campaign I've just been running with another group. Mm -hmm. uh, all, all of us owned the Monster Hunter PDFs, and so, so, I, so I ordered... I think it was five copies of each, mm. and that 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 was an entirely practicable thing to do. Mm. So, mm. so I'm gonna, re you know, so I've got this idea of you know, there's the, there is actually a huge range of stuff for GURPS to an extent, and I can't remember if this is actually something Roger said or if it's just the kind of thing he says. But <laughs> um, thing Roger always says. Um, I don't think always says, but I'm, I'm trying to remember whether I've stolen the words out of his mouth, so to speak. Um, you could argue that there is no such thing as GURPS as a game. Uh, you know, okay, so if you're playing, you know, I'm going to go back to Dungeons and Dragons like everyone else. You know, Dungeons and Dragons, the game. Okay, the game is this core rule book, this game master's book, this beastery, blah. If it's GURPS, I would argue there's really only the subset of stuff for GURPS that you have decided to use. There is no such thing as a GURPS, uh, GURPS game that uses everything in the basic set, never mind all of those 17,000 pages. Yeah. Um, well, it's again, it's the generic system problem. It solves a lot of issues, but on the other hand, it inevitably brings some in. And how much of an issue they are is kind of an individual thing. Yeah. You know... Is it is it a hard? I sell, don't really, know why GURPS is a hard reason, sell. Then. I mean, because of, I, I, I mean that all stems from it being generic. I uh, that has certainly been my. I can't remember whether I said this last is. time, uh, but if so, I'm saying it again. Uh, I, I run games at conventions. Uh, I run demos at conventions. I always say what the system is, and I always say you don't need to know the system to play it. And when I uh, I, I, I did as an example at, at a couple of conventions back when there were conventions. Uh, the, the same blurb for the scenario, the same write-up and everything, and GURPS versus, um, what's that one? Uh, the, the Cthulhu hack. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we all know you're so, going to get your pocket and, and out of time, with, with the GURPS game, I got two or three sign-ups with the Cthulhu hack. I instantly got six sign-ups. I don't mm -hmm. suppose most of those people had heard of the Cthulhu hack. Wow. No, sure I think it's the word GURPS. Yeah, um, it, 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 was all, it, was all, it was clearly a, a Lovecraftian game. Yeah, that's um, not necessarily the that, That's not a comprehensive experiment, but that has yeah, certainly been my experience. I, I think hmm. enough people have heard of GURPS and think, oh, that's complicated, I won't try it. Yeah, That, like that it is quite who, difficult who to get them. Uh, somebody suggests a system for, you know, it's like, oh, I want to run um, a, a superhero game. This is a, a classic on... Uh, on your, your remaining generic sort of role-playing forums, what system should I use for X? You know, and I say, well, I, I, what system should I use for superheroes? I'm thinking, oh, is it, you know, is it Wednesday again that somebody's asking this? <laughs> and somebody will say champions, and they'll basically get completely steamrolled by saying how insanely complicated it is, that, you know, you need to understand calculus and all the rest of it. 
complete nonsense. It's not a super simple, easy game. And if you were to use everything, yes, that's a lot of stuff to keep track of and all the rest of it. But GURPS gets the same treatment. Yeah. Almost exactly. Um, they don't necessarily yeah. go on about the maths too much, but it still comes up. All you've got to say is, it's got maths in it. As if somehow other games haven't got maths in them. Yeah. You know, as if maths never comes up in D&D. A game I could oh, never remember shit. how many of the multiple things on my character sheet I've got to add together to come up with a bloody number to add to my sword. You know, all these things are, are just sort of... They're, they're, they're out what, there. They're, they're out the these GURPS. impressions people get. And they yeah. just then get perpetuated. Is that your, Shem, you're our resident eye candy and trendsetter. Is that, um, is that the impression you had before uh, you had I, it? I did, did know you, about GURPS, I'm not entirely sure how. It's just something I've sort of come across at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Oh, no, I mean, I, I definitely... how I got that. If you don't know, what's what <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I If you don't, then I definitely had the impression that it was a relatively, I think, dry. Is actually the you know the the first kind of word that will come off the head. Like yeah, the impression yeah. was of a a a, a, a text dry rather and... than a game. Not exactly. That's brought but... up as a you know. Mm. Oh, you can't read that. It's like a textbook. But you know that sort of I that sort of feel to the. I like text. You know that that was the impression I was given. You yeah. know, dusty, dry sort of game, um, with as you say, you know, maths and you know, rigid type frameworks and so on, which is ironic because obviously, again, class-based games, for example, tend to have incredibly rigid frameworks. Uh, whereas in Gerbs, you can you can build a character yeah. that's is basically anything. Hmm. Uh, I, I think obviously you're using that in the game. What well, one thing that particularly counted counted against GURPS with most people uh, who who weren't already GURPS heads was GURPS vehicles. Now, yeah, oh third third edition vehicles. This is, yeah, which, about. There, there is no fourth yes, edition GURPS vehicle design system. They, they may be one day. There isn't right now. No. Uh, there, there is a draft out there, but it basically isn't getting the editorial t- or revision time right now because there isn't the budget for it. Uh, and again, Roger, I- I'd like to ask you which version of Gurf's vehicles are we talking about now? Because well, it's, this is one of the ones where this is not germane to my point. Yeah, um, so this, the, it, it, it isn't, but um, <laughs> but it's just just a, just a, just a nice little aside of actually a, a, a positive thing for Steve Jackson Games. Um, they had they had a vehicle system that was workable. It was a bit clunky, and it did a few things. And then there was um, somebody did a GURPS mecha. Mm-hmm. Um, oh right! And so I knew they'd done some religion books, but uh, no, uh, <laughs> they've quite gone in that direction. Not in. Uh, funnily enough, no, they haven't. No, there, there is a GURPS Arabian Night if you read. There is GURPS religion, but there is GURPS religion. And indeed, there is GURPS religion. Yes. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, but, but they, they, they did the GURPS Mecca. So, so obviously that had to you, have your build a Mecca thing. Yes, and the rules were completely different. And of course there, there was also GURPS Auto Duel 1st Edition, which was basically you can bring your Car Wars car into GURPS. Yes. Um, well, they and, did have prior form because they had Auto Duel Champions yes. um, mm-hmm. before GURPS, yes. which was about both 
vehicles in Champions, which, to be honest, was a bit of a gap, and um, superheroes in Car Wars, mm-hmm. which, I'll be honest, as a Car Wars player, was a gap we hadn't noticed. <laughs> a much-needed gap. Yes, it was one of those omissions <laughs> that you find yourself thinking, yeah, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> But but the thing the thing about GURPS vehicles, sorry, just just to say very quickly, um, we, it, the, know, the point of a... this book, and it was not the only book to do this. Yep. There was a Traveller one at least as well that I, mm-hmm. I think Greg Porter did one with BTRC. Uh, was you can design any vehicle, you know, de- define what your tech base is, and you can build, you know, a car, a plane. By any yeah, vehicle, you mean anything that can Space get you shuffle. from anywhere. It, 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 it is the underlying mm-hmm. vehicle design system. Yeah. And oddly enough, yeah, you do that. It, it, it's quite complicated. Mm. <laughs> it's it, well, it, you it's basically engineering, you isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> you don't need them, but they help. The thing I've is, never, I've never done anything more exciting than the bicycle without using, without heavily using a spreadsheet. But let's the, carry the thing on anyway. is that yes, this is complicated. Nobody ever said this was supposed to be something you did during a game. No, I'm back. Can I have a can I have a cut? More exciting. Is this because all the amusing outtakes are always you? <laughs> it's yeah, it, because it's I'm sick of the like, <laughs> Having to actually design a vehicle during a session is never a thing. I have had the slightest reason to. I've never used vehicle mechanics in the game. I don't mean mechanics, no, some people who work on a vehicle. I mean, you know, <laughs> vehicle movement and combat systems and so on in a game, I abstract to a huge degree because, to me, the game's about the character. Yeah. But when you've got a generic system which yeah, can okay. tackle all kinds of levels, hmm. I was amazed when I saw they were doing GURPS Ogre. I was like, how oh, you can do that? Then Your character you, can you, be a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, you you've got to sort of give at least the opportunity to people mm. to say, well, you know, we're basically covering this now, but we can expand on it later, and then you get GURPS vehicles, and then GURPS vehicles, of course, gets picked up as this, oh well, this is what it's like trying to play GURPS. Mm. You know, you've got to have a separate piece of software from the regular software, yeah, and you've got to have that's... extra books, and look what you've got to do just to have a car in it. Well, of course, you haven't. You know, they've got lots of pre-designed stuff, and they've mm. got lots of games people play where you never need to know. You go, you go to a car, oh right, um, is it a four-door, or do we have to sort of squeeze in? Oh, it's a four-door, great, we all get in and we go to wherever the scenario is going. Yeah, and, and for, that's for all that you matter, need to know. Uh, fourth edition, I think, I think it's actually one of its hidden gems that the vehicle, call it the vehicle use system. You, you, mm. you have a, a one-line set of vehicle stats, which will tell you the key things you need to know, and, you know, on the one hand, yeah, it's it's not exactly the same as the human scale stuff because it's not happening as human scale stuff. But but there's mm. there's a, a decent, quite short section of the rules on. Okay, you know, here here is when you should be making driving rolls. Here is what what happens if you blow your driving rolls. Here is what the penalties are in bad weather or whatever. And funnily enough, no one brings this up in arguments on forums <laughs> about how complicated it is or how you know, everything's difficult. Yeah, I, I think I can talk about it now in in the most recent uh, Kickstarter. And short GURP stuff is now coming up via Kickstarter as well, and apparently apparently doing quite really? well. Uh, yeah. One of the things I, I put into the, that was yeah. basically a page or two of vehicle stats and write ups for a bunch of real world vehicles. Mm. Yeah, interesting okay. real world vehicles like you know, the, the the classic uh, Traction Vol that is the car you want in a World War Two game. Uh, yeah. 
a, a bunch of fi- uh, nice 60s sports cars. Uh, a city bus, because, you know, you can get you can get in all sorts of trouble with a city bus. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, now we've got the numbers. If you want to pick one up and throw it at someone. Um, I... Is it worth talking about, actually? Because what we haven't really talked about oh, is our Oh, let me tell you about my campaign. Game. We talked about the game itself a lot. <laughs> is it worth us talking about us, us playing our game? Well, yeah, I think, because that's the beauty of it. I, I, you know, in all our other horticulture, we've said... Well, in this one, of course, since Roger is part of the group, we know we're going to be playing it again. Yeah, well, now I know where you all live, so... So, I mean, obviously, there's stuff that you played... As part of you know the Watson Hall, uh, you know, collective or horde or however you like to think of yourself. <laughs> um, Go on. Think of us as a flange. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got. <laughs> no, I'm just going to move on, move on smoothly from like that. Um, so there's, there's, you've done there's the, a flange the goods. switch on my electric ukulele. You know, I'm a little. Anyway. <laughs> um, Sorry, sorry, so you've done quite a range of stuff. You've done uh, Traveller, Goat's Traveller, uh, Reign of Steel that Roger did. Um, there's, uh, you know, which is very different in terms mm-hmm. of scope and, and point. We did the the service station of the Living Dead. Uh, Nick, you did Flight 13, which is, uh, is very extended. Uh, was that originally oh, yeah, Goat's? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But... Yeah, um, yes, yes, doesn't give anything away on the cover. Published, published for a much earlier edition than than he ran it under. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that yeah, didn't but I was mainly yeah. like with most GURPS stuff. Mm-hmm. The, oh, sure. Yeah. Mm, the, mm. Um, the, the stats. Oh no, Roger did a it's the, the... Infinite Worlds one, Warstock, mm-hmm. and uh, he did the Fractured Mind. Classic uh, murder and mystery then... with with tentacles. Yeah, and then I assume. There's a vast amount of stuff that I don't know about. Also, <laughs> I, I have run on average. I, I, I've made a list more than one campaign a year of GURPS since GURPS Fourth came out. Well, you've been uh, doing the World War Two thing. That's GURPS, isn't it? Yes, quite a while from what I've heard. Uh, that, that is continuing. We're, we're getting towards the end. I mean, probably within the next year. But yeah, yep, being run by somebody World else. World War Three. Maybe a sequel campaign to that one. Uh, yes. No, ba- ba- basically be- because we, be- because we <laughs> like the group. Most apocalyptic. And, that's a um, campaign. At least some of us like the setting. Uh, one of one of the players in that is setting up a separate campaign, which will basically take place during the same overall time span brackets the war, uh, but being in a different place because because the main campaign has never really touched on India, so he, he's he's going to put in a thing set oh, there. Nice. Uh, we, we may have caused a, a minor disruption in the second-hand book market because oh. uh, you know, four or five people in random places all over the country have been have been looking for and buying copies of the Times Book of India, nineteen thirty. <laughs> so some book dealer is saying there's, there's going to be a run on this. I've got to stock up now. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a huge. Oh. I can see the curve uh, going but, up. But, yeah, oh, oh, um, let, let me just quickly run okay. through uh, the, some, well, some uh, of the things I've used GURPS for. I do mean quickly. Um, so, Temp Not the Stars was basically intended to be Traveller without the backstory. You know, you, you, you're free traders getting into trouble. Uh, the World War II game, Age of Aquarius, 1960s Psionics, uh, Lost Days of Atlantis. 
Uh, or the Age of Aquarium, <laughs> as you could think of it. Stop, stop motion monsters. Uh, I've, I've converted Dark Conspiracy oh, into it. I've converted gosh. Crimson Skies into it. Uh, I've run Transhuman Space. Uh, yeah, I've, a bunch of stuff. Uh, an Aliens-esque space game. And has it ever come close to yeah. the system causing issues with the campaign? Have you ever pushed it to the point where it starts to creak? No. Do you feel? I'm not sure how one could. Well, you used to be able to if you tried doing superheroes with it, because until it it got decent support... Oh, that's fair. point plus... Plus, superheroes didn't work. Supers aren't really my thing, and I've, I haven't tried to run but, a superhero game. But they're effectively they're um, a very they're a big high power high points. Well, I've, I've lots I've, of different things going on, and that stresses any system mm. because if you tailor yourself to deal with that, you've then got the what happens if you meet a guy on the street? What where does he fit onto your? Well, scale? I've, I was just waving around this Monster Hunters book. Uh, mm. That that is another um, cut cut down well pre-templated version of GURPS mm-hmm. um, like like action and uh, dungeon fantasy we were talking about last time and the, these are 400 point templates and right. yeah I, I've just put that on hold but that seemed to work pretty well oh, uh, in right. the infinite cabal game which is basically infinite worlds from the cabal's point of view mm-hmm. I think we ended up at about 850-ish but we started at 200-ish and we got up, we got up there, you know, three points at a time over over several years right. of play, which, which mm. I which I think makes it makes it easier than hearing your points all at once. Yeah, yeah. almost certainly, particularly when designing a character, because mm. you know what you don't know what you really need when you're designing any character to mm. some degree. Yeah. I don't think it's worse if you've got more points to play with. I, I so think... you're happy that whatever you throw at Gerbs, it's got a. A pretty solid chance of. I of think fourth edition scales it. pretty well. Because I, I have not found GURPS let me down yet. Hmm. I'm not saying it can't. I haven't pushed it to the point that it broke, and I've pushed it in a fair few directions. Yeah, so I think you mentioned at one point uh, for sort of very fast moving action y games, maybe it's not the best choice. Yeah, I, 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 my, my opinion wavers over that. I mean, th- th- certainly that's why I was trying Modern Age, but also because you guys mm. were all interested in it. Uh, it was why I was trying Genesis, both, both of which are systems I will use again. Mm. Um, if I want to say, right, well, we don't really care too much about the exact details of stuff, but it's going to work roughly like this. The, the nice thing about GURPS is you can say it's going to work roughly like this, and you can play at that level as, or as long as you like, and, th- and then you suddenly mm. say, well, hang on a minute. Is that actually going to work? Is is that explosive yeah. jug big enough to do that? Well, what's going to happen when when some idiot sets off a stick of dynamite right there? And then I can ask the rules, and the rules will give me an answer. Yeah. <laughs> or or wow. with your player characters in many other campaigns, you can just you know go for the old empirical evidence and uh, shove <laughs> a stick of dynamite there. <laughs> so I mean that's a good point because uh, I know um, for fourth edition uh, you mentioned there was this big deal about the you know trying to benchmark everything against real-world stuff. Well, that, that from, was right at the beginning. Uh, Way before publication, it, he was making it, a big deal about it in, in the press. Although by the press, I mean his magazine. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, and and like you say, you know, the thing about <laughs> weighing different weapons and, uh, you know, cross-referencing all kinds of things, world records and thinking very hard about what measurements to use for stuff. Um and obviously that's very helpful for things like that where you want to extrapolate 
you want the rules to let you extrapolate something in a realistic way. Um, is that uh, is that an important thing to have in a game? Is it just a specific model well, of doing games? I like it because everybody knows, or at least they think they know, roughly what normal people can do in normal situations. It gives you that grounding of, okay, I'm this much better than that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, John, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. How, how much have you used non-champions hero? Uh, not much, not very much. I, 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 have I kept wanting on to it. run um, Justice Inc. years ago and never really got around to it. Yes, the, the feeling I've always got from that, and I admit I've never actually played it, but I'm you know, looking at character sheets and talk, hearing people talk about the games, is Champions really is a super, well, sorry, Hero System is, is really Champions at heart because that's where it started. And yeah, you, you, and you, at, you, you could make. Sorry, so in the 80s and early 90s, you had that mm. situation where GURPS had the reputation of being great at the lower end and started to break down in the superhero range, and exactly the opposite for hero. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not talking about things breaking down, though. It's, it's just a general feel that mm. when, when when I look at a, champ, a let's say, a Justice Inc. character sheet, there's that feeling of, yeah, this wants to be a superhero game, and it's got this quite low resolution for normal people. Whereas... Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, normal people are still kind of superheroic. <laughs> yeah. um, a baby can throw a football eighty meters or whatever it was. You know, that kind of thing. And it doesn't matter really because that doesn't come up in the game. But yeah, you can't get past that kind of flavour that you have rules like knockback, which you then have to either get rid of or adjust if you're playing it yeah. in a situation where punching somebody doesn't throw them across the street. Yeah, yeah. whereas GURPS is starting basically with reasonably realistic human beings. I mean, they they would readily admit, and the line editors ha- ha- editor has admitted that this is not fully realistic. There are times when they've just said this is just not going to be fun. Um, for example, uh, I think the relative damage of guns and melee weapons is, is still biased a bit towards making melee weapons actually interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. And but, you'll never but, get but past it, that thing that people... There are people who've yeah, fallen out of aeroplanes and survived. There are people who've been machine gunned at close mm-hmm. range and should have died instantly, but survived. Yeah. And there are people who've been punched once in the face in a chip shop and fallen down, cracked their head on the pavement, died instantly. Mm. I, and Steph, you can't Steph, actually Steph make... Curve, broke their back and died. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't make the human body really interact with a set of rules and come up with a realistic consistent uh, sort of set of answers mm. that are going to satisfy anyone because the you know, physics doesn't work well, that biology doesn't work like that. Well, particularly... To a first approximation, <laughs> the human body is basically a blob of water. Yeah, if you want but, to model I mean, a human you can't, hitting the ground, you can't redesign you do it, you a game start to with water and add some account food. for the really extreme probabilities. You know, because you you don't want to have. I walk across the street. I roll one d two hundred and seventy-five thousand to see whether I slip on a haddock and yeah, die. And and your three d six, the maximum resolution you have is one in two hundred. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you slip on a haddock. Oh, we're playing two, <laughs> I guess. The first thing that crosses your mind <laughs> yep. is you slip on a haddock. I've no idea why. <laughs> yeah, that's a surprisingly high think, chance you know, of haddock. Death one in so in many million to a blood clot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so more info about the haddock. At, at, oh, no. at, the, at the sort of opposite ridiculous. end. Yeah, um, where okay. the paper stories about haddock. So there's then? this. 
it's not modern at all. It's been around for quite a while, but um, there is this movement towards having very, very focused, very, very specific games for things, mm-hmm. um, which often, mm-hmm. even the even the things that the mechanics care about can often be wildly different to the sort of traditional games of, you know, hit points and damage and so, mm-hmm. and I, so on. I, I would argue that those yeah. are games that basically are by and for people who've had rubbish GMs and want to take that out of the equation. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying things without a GM. Not necessarily the problem. Well, there are also games where people who want to emphasise more. Well, yeah, also, I'm, I'm th- thinking of what you're saying about uh, the, the representation of Guts being dry. I think game. a game that is dedicated to a specific setting is always going to be more integrated with that setting than a generic game with a setting package. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not a value judgment. I'm just... And, and, uh, and, if that, and if that's what you want, then absolutely Guts is not oh. going to be the right tool for that job. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, I think... That sort of things that are quite focused on something quite different from what you know, things like how does my romance with this vampire progress mm-hmm. is, a, is a game I've encountered recently. It sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so, I've got a migraine coming yeah. on, everybody. Um, yeah, bitten twice, Joe. So, um. So a, a point that was raised when we were sort of okay. Okay. talking about the possibilities of this podcast. Um, someone raised it, you know, are generic systems struggling in the face of, you know, this idea on the one hand, oh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons can do everything, D&D 5e can do everything, Fate can do everything, whatever, you know. Um, and, you know, things that aren't trying to be generic, but at the same time people are touting as a universal sort of solution and on the other hand you've got these very very focused very very specific games that are trying to do exactly one thing and then people try and then treat people and then people will people will turn around and say hey why not play this generic game they are the darlings at the minute (laughs) because you know it only needs about 15 hours of basically uh, (laughs) reworking it just to get your character out Oh, you know, uh, but GURPS is too complicated. I I feel that is... I, I feel people get entranced with Dungeons & Dragons, then eventually you want more, and it seems to be the the pendulum has swung to the darlings being things like Blades in the Dark, which I'm not... Dis- I'd really love to try Blades in the Dark, but that's a very yeah, it's specific a particular design setting, choice doing a very focus, specific thing. Mm. Mm. And that, yeah, I agree, they... They, yeah, and they are, you know, what we would call indie games. And I don't, I don't know, you know, like any tags, I don't know if it's for everything. And you could argue Star Wars, the West End Games one, is a, an indie game, and then it was really it designed to evoke system. a very specific feel. <laughs> but I, I think that is exactly no one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think those are the darlings, particularly of the kind of, oh, how much the kind of. Uh, culture that is around Dungeons and Dragons and board games and that sort of artistic. Well, there's there's a more of a sort of an artistic aesthetic, and it's <laughs> it's although it's nerdy, it's kind of uh, cool nerdy, and that kind of culture 
to me, pushes more naturally towards the more... I don't want to say more artistic, well, I, but certainly more specific. To some extent, you know, artistic or literary is and yeah, narrow a focus label. Games. You know, it's things trying to create a particular kind of aesthetic experience. As yeah, well maybe as literary would experience. be a better way of putting it. Yeah. Maybe. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Gertz is going to struggle. Yeah. Most of the games that we like, <laughs> to be right, honest, okay, so, are so going to so struggle in that sort of. Um... But we do. Um, the most is um, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu so is nihilists. Yes, yeah. Call of Cthulhu has and that is, yeah. very very simple mechanics, <laughs> bits and pieces. You know the um, well, in fact, the actual set of mechanics is called Burps. I seem to remember. Um, is it still there or is it? No, yeah, yeah but Burps is a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> The, but, um, BRP. but yeah, the BRP. But um, but um, it doesn't matter, and this is kind of going back to, I think, really probably our play style. Um, we do a lot of interaction. We do a lot of all the social bits and pieces because we know each other, we trust each other, and we are in essence we free. We have a set of rules and regular uh, rules and bits and pieces and then we freeform around them now there's an awful lot of people who would struggle to do that yeah. uh, partly because they haven't got you know they haven't got a, 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 a group of players where they're able to do that partly because um, but they're not comfortable with with, with, with themselves to be able to to, to do that sort of thing, and 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 that's where those indie games are great because mm. in essence, instead of it being stuff that you just do as part of the role playing experience, you roll your dice, you you pass your piece of paper clockwise to the left or whatever, yeah, a... and so on and so forth, and it and and and, and it and it, and it, it does a lot of that for you. But I would still argue, and this is where I've heard the OSR people talking about low trust games, and I think that might be the sort of thing where yeah. you, you don't really have to rely on the other player doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it, John so... Ross is the man to talk about high trust games because he doesn't think there are any left. Right? You know, yeah. People, yeah, people don't play in that style. No. Well, uh, high trust is kind of what I'm not going to, to say I'm what, exactly saying his definition then? of it because I don't want to put words into his mouth and you know I'll get it wrong. But um, it is about you know everyone sort of you're trusting each other, you're, you're trusting that the people are going to play um, kind of in the world and come up with things themselves, and you're all in the game together essentially. And a number of systems facilitate this really well, and a lot of games actively work against it. D&D does, <laughs> certainly, because if it doesn't, why has it got character classes? It, character classes are there to make sure that you can do certain things, and the other guy can't do those things. Right. Yeah, that's, that's essentially how they started. That's a bit weird, because to me, there, there, there's a... Uh, there's a bit of a crossover, though. Again, this is segwayed yeah. a long way from Gertz, but High Trust then 
is collaborative storytelling. But surely a lot of things that I would consider indie games are at least... Mm, but the mechanics don't support it in that way. At least marketed. As yeah, exactly collaborative that storytelling where in each player is explicitly rewarded for participating in the collaborative storytelling. It's in their interest to make the collaborative story as well as in the group's interest, maybe. Yeah. So... No. That, that, that's the low trust, because if, yeah. if you've got a GM who just and wants to slaughter everybody, trust, the game is not going to reward him for that. It is going to reward him for carrying on with that with the form of story everybody's agreed on. I don't think just, games are about telling a story. This is a whole different <laughs> kettle of dead haddocks in the road. You know, this yeah. is. Um, I don't think so. Different. I think, I think yeah. collaborative. I mean, I would actually argue that you probably <laughs> the latest bunch of high trust stuff that we played recently have been the um, the black hack stuff. Mm. Um, well, where yeah, I don't think I don't think that. Could, would qualify in the sort of things that uh, that be kind of a medium trust game. Yeah, where, where Black the Hack rules doesn't don't use re- uh, game master rolling for one thing, does it? It doesn't it kind of take that away. Because we don't. Yeah. Mm. But we don't really. It's not an issue for us in a way because the reason our group works well is we all a true, we kind of want the same thing, and it's not. It's not <laughs> yeah, but, but we're also not, not, not trying to have the, the biggest toughest character. <laughs> <laughs> So we're not taking a system like GURPS and abusing it, you know. Yeah, we're not. I I haven't got a copy of 4th edition. In fact, I got rid of my copy of of 3rd, although I've kept a lot of the source books, Um, which does cause an issue now that we actually play the damn thing, Um, (laughs) in that I can't generate a character on my own. And and if I did, I don't expect particularly there'd be a a clamour saying, right, we can't start for another two weeks because I've got to go over these characters point by point to make sure that none of you have um, made mistakes or abusing the rules. You know, it's not that important for points Mm. here and there or whatever. But but, but if you remember, John, this is the argument that you and I have had with John and Sarah in the past. In the fact Sorry, my that... Herbert Lom Twitch has come back. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, but 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 it is just um, trying to find a system that allows this piece of social interaction, where we just play games where that piece of social interaction just happens because you play, especially if you have played. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Roger. Would, would agree with, with, with the campaign that he's, um, his World War II campaign. You have such a backstory and such a, um, a thing of interaction between the characters that you can probably, though, I'm guessing, Roger, that there'll be whole sessions where you basically go, put in this small, small thing and then off they go and almost none of it is, actually leading roles or anything like that is mm-hmm. almost all just social interaction because you have all of that backstory in essence it's 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 it's, it's the the spikely school of filmmaking but that's really moving away entirely from the idea of a game that has a framework which can help you with whatever type of game you want to play isn't it which yeah, is really I mean, what gerps was doing. look, look, look but, at the but, opposite but, side but of you that. need something to start with well, but I would. I find the framework helps you to, yeah, hook your character on, and then when you know, 
yeah, I, I think that's a good... Uh, the framework helps me know exactly what my character is capable <laughs> of, and then it helps me, uh, particularly when I've <laughs> fucked up several times in a row, uh, it helps me to... Uh, to <laughs> well, what, as really? much as we do. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention, uh, mention. Uh, particularly... And <laughs> so, I, I first met this in GURPS. I'm sure it wasn't the first game that did it. Um, mental disadvantages that have an actual game effect. Because mm. you take something like D&D... And, you know, you're, you're a dwarf, say. Um, yes. And that, that will give you so, some mechanical things, but basically it, it's, okay, I'm going to drink a lot and I'm going to sing about gold and, to, and talk, talk about axes and beards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I mean, you, you, probably all of you know better than I do how much actual game mechanical effect it has these days. In, in original D&D, it gave you some stat bonuses and some, saving throw bonuses and that was it yep. um, but GURPS will say okay I, I can define that is is that you know social drinking is that an actual problem is it turning into a problem mm. is he going to abandon the rest of that rest of the party to scoop up that extra pocket full of gold mm. Mm. And whereas an AD&D getting drunk just gave you four extra hit points didn't it <laughs> And yeah, yeah. Is, is I, I, I really to... like that because it's especially in in a, in a convention game. You can, where, I can when I've played people... other people's GURPS convention games, the first thing I do, sitting down at the, at the table, I'm handed a character. I say, right, what what are their disadvantages? Because that that basically tells me the sort of character that what what sort of person they are. As <laughs> as, as distinct from what they can do, How which is which is the obvious stuff. Yeah, what, <laughs> yeah. Why, why is this guy with a gun different from all the yeah. other guys with guns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. especially, you know, things like what will cause this character to not act in the out of character optimal way? Yeah. Is, is, you know, is often a thing that makes characters feel a lot more well rounded rather than oh. just. And, and I uh, think that does need trust. I mean, I, I've met players who have had. Well, I, I think what. We're probably thinking about the same thing when we're talking about trust, but what I think of as the adversarial GM, uh, who will try really hard to avoid having dependence, um, bad habits, anything, any, anything beyond the basic smooth, featureless, generic character is a handle the GM can grab and screw you with. Mm-hmm. I think people who, people who have read Play Dirty and thought, hang on, I might be one of his players. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I mean, it was a very interesting book. But you but... have to trust that. Yes, the gem is going to grab that handle and pull on it. You have to trust that the gem is not going to ruin your fun playing the character in the process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not just the gem. I feel like we've been. But you know, we've all had other players that were a bit more antagonistic to us. Or, you know, we, we've all had other players that spoiled yeah. our experience probably. I've usually been that player. <laughs> um, but I don't, well, my classic problem in Dungeons and Dragons is, and it, there's no mechanic so much, well I suppose slightly codified in the mechanics is you've got a lawful good paladin, you know you un, unfortunately in a fight one of you manages to knock a goblin out and then straight away you've got a huge argument that just leads to knives drawn because you've got a neutral evil thief. Mm. And I, I, I don't find mm. that kind of directly player adversarial yeah. role playing <laughs> very rewarding or much fun or anything other than anxiety causing, honestly. Mm. So, and that may be why well, 
I know that that's the case of some people, but I know people who'd had awful experiences with other players in that sort of way. A question in there, because I suppose we're heading a little bit towards the end, but we've had GURPS around for 35 years. It's rarely seen. <laughs> it's rarely seen on the shelves these days. You get occasional aberrations, like the you know the, the dungeon fantasy box set appeared here and there, and um, every now and again you'll find maybe the core books or something. But really, has it actually been a success when you look at the entire role-playing kind of market or the hobby? Has it? succeeded in the way Steve Jackson was saying that, you know, we don't expect you to be compatible with us so we'll make all our stuff things that you want to use with your game and we'll kind of draw you in. Or is it just this sort of noble experiment that he's really stuck with beyond the point of economic sense uh, because he's got Munchkin and he could just about afford to. And really games like this are blips. You know. Well, the only thing we absolutely know about the finances is it supports a, a single full timer, that being Sean Punch. Yeah. No, the whole. Well, the whole. Steve, no, no. Uh, Steve no. Action Games is a much no, bigger no, company, no, but there is no. one person whose full time job yeah. is to work on GURPS. Other people come in occasionally. People like um, Stephen Marsh, Nicky Virtus, um will come in as editing and art direction and so on, but their primary yeah. jobs are not GURPS. And obviously, and obviously, it pays for the freelancers. So you know, it gives me beer money. Uh, but I mean, the minute you pays that much, what? yeah. I mean, that's actually a, the, the so, second you step away from D and D and Pathfinder, probably. So back in the back maybe in the bad old days, Cthulhu, but probably um, not. Uh, then, when then um, there's no money at all. Role playing companies were folding left, right, and centre. Hmm. The only one that basically was able to, well, you had Hasbro and Steve Jackson Games were the two that were the store. GURPS wasn't, no, no, it, it, it was, it, yeah, they, but was GURPS they had not just, and, and I, and I say just, but it was about slow, two or three years old at that point, I think at that point. Munchkin basically was the, with their saving grace in the fact it, that it, it, it's really interesting if if you look back at the announcements they they launched Munchkin and Shea Geek at about the same time. Their magic the and gathering. From, from the advertisements at the time, they're clearly thinking Shea Geek is the game that is going to take over the world. And yes. Munchkin, uh, it's this thing. The thing with Whereas that. now the number of ridiculous licensed <laughs> Munchkin sets, uh, I'm just stalking it. Really, they've licensed that? You know, I mean. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, the, the stuff the stuff that's done with USAopolis, um, it, it has some involvement from SJ Games, but it's not a design by SJ Games. Mm. Effectively, USAopolis licensed the Munchkin mechanics and name and whatever IP they've also licensed. Yeah, but really, the fact that they're licensing a, you know, a hobby game yeah. product, uh, that's not something that's... That, well, really, it's not something that happens that often even now. Mm. So you can see what a success... But it's a, but, it's but, a good but game here, here is a thing which I, I have not heard anybody game, seriously that's claim that's about any say. other game company ever. Steve Jackson Games always pays its freelancers on time. Yep. <laughs> and 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 when they were and when and when they were struggling and Bloody when hell, everyone okay, else well, was struggling, yeah. so, they so, continued go... to do that. Whereas there was a lot of um, firms went 
yeah, there was an awful lot of firms that went that had an awful lot of very bad blood. Chaosium and the fact that they turned around and said, "Look, sorry guys, we can't pay you because either if, if we if we yeah. if if we pay you, we can't eat." Now, I don't think it ever. No, I don't think it ever got quite that bad with with with, with Steve. Yeah, so I but, I, but I do get the impression that he would have paid. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, as you've said, it's not. I mean, it's not just even sort of no. ethics and personal standards because he did, as it happened, have a games company that that was successful because he he diversified and he'd been into. Hmm. I mean, his first products weren't role playing games for Steve Jackson games. It was Kung Fu Twenty One Hundred, which was a board yeah. game that yeah. originally appeared in a magazine. So he'd always had other things. You know, GURPS was just that big thing that came along several years later. But has it really made a difference? Has it? Has it just? Has it made a difference? Yes. To the actual. Is, is it a huge hobby? part of the role playing market? No. But I, th- I think enough, I think most role players have at least some vague idea of what it is, even if it's an inaccurate one. And I mean, to some extent, you know, what what sort of thing counts as having an imp- as, as you know making an impression? Because mm. well, you know, for instance, you say... Sorcerer is mm. a game that an enormous number of people have not yeah. played. And one of the reasons for that is because if you read it, it tells you almost nothing about how to play the game. And the the strongest advocate for the game I, I've ever known um, agreed entirely with that. <laughs> it took you ages to get to work out how to. But it's one of the most massively influential games. It arguably got the whole, um, you know, the forge and all that, which is what it kind of came from, and the indie games and storytelling games and so on. There's a big argument that. Sorcerer and a handful of other games that were in its sort of orbit at the time completely changed what role-playing was for a lot of people. White Wolf with Vampire, that had an enormous impact. You got far more women suddenly being very interested visibly in Mm. role-playing. They've always been there. I mean, League Mm Gold, for God's sake. But you suddenly got people saying, oh, this is something I'm really interested in. I might be a boss yeah. Yeah, it, it might be attached to a geeky game, but maybe that geeky game is going to be good because it's about, you know, cool, angsty vampires. Mm. So those are definitely games that have had a huge impact. D&D, it was the first and it survived, so it would have had an enormous impact to some degree. But as it happens, it is just, it is the 800-pound gorilla in the room that happens to be on fire to and an radioactive. It's totally. very hard for anyone else to get a look in. But most other games don't have a big impact. GURPS, on the other hand, is actually a huge game. It's had an enormous amount of support, an incredible number of um, supplements and things put out for it. This is the fourth edition, which, is you say, has been out for 15 years, so it, they obviously didn't cock it up completely, because they'd have put out a fifth edition, even if it was only a pamphlet saying, here's where we've got everything wrong. <laughs> so you've got this game, it's very good, and yeah. all the rest of it, but it's... has it you know, <laughs> just become a sort of inhabitant of a dusty little corner and nobody's saying, oh yeah, yeah, this game I mean, this is a lot like GURPS really. That depends on on who you talk to, I mean does it really matter? Well, maybe it doesn't, (laughs) but I'm just wondering does it does it? um, do you have a sort of situation where whereas loads of people are excited and enthused about yet another D&D thing, that GURPS has sort of... um, maybe by its very nature, by being generic, has never exploded in that way. Well, that it th- was almost too efficient, too capable of doing what you wanted to really be that 
that, that's it the same thing as focus scope. It was a blank canvas on which you could draw anything. And it's never really had a compelling setting. Yeah, no, they have tried a few times, haven't they? Most people are um, willing a to bit. do that. It, yeah, when 4th edition came out, I, I, I was looking for the quote on this and I wasn't well, able to find Infinite it, but I certainly remember people saying at the time that Infinite Worlds was going to be the meta-setting for GURPS 4th edition. So every, yes, every, it was, everything it was, was definitely said. Everything that came out for it was going to have a link to Infinite Worlds, and many of the things that come out for it do have a link mm-hmm. to Infinite Worlds. But yeah. Well, they have... It, not well, it, it, not I don't think it was anything for the state. Sort of let that go. But, um, but there are quite a few things where you'll just literally just have a half page, right? Or you know, here, here is the world, and here is a little box on on page seventeen saying here is how. But to at that point, it's not a selling point, is it? Yeah, but so I, that's, I, that's throwing it out to the existing. But players. the the thing is, um, I think GURPS right from the beginning appealed to people who wanted to build their own worlds. I mean, yeah, there were people who ran Witch World campaigns. I, I know some of them, but mm. um, the, the River World, which is even weirder, the the, the people it attracted were people who wanted to say, right, I you, you I I have this vision for a game I want to run, and I'm going to run it with GURPS because GURPS will answer the question, the mechanical questions, and let me get on with it. Mm. So, I mean. If they had a standard setting with lots of stuff coming out for it, it would probably attract a bunch of new players. I don't think many existing GURPS players would be interested because they already have their own mm. campaigns. Is it? Is it? To an extent, it sounds like maybe the difference is that GURPS is perhaps a game... I'm putting too many hedging words in here, sorry. Uh, <laughs> GURPS, GURPS sounds like a game for GMs, from what you're saying. It's a game for GMs who, who have a lot of time to do the work. <laughs> but you yeah. know what I mean? Like, whereas something like, you know, Vampire, okay, uh, mm. you can see, you know, that's the thing that people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get in this and I want to play it. I want to be a player in this. I want to be in a D&D game. I want to play. I want to be a person that swings around with a sword. The description of a lot of the things about okay. GURPS, you know, we've talked about these last two sessions, but also that you've just said, Roger, sounds to me like, you know, the really big selling point of it is what it can give you as a GM. And not having to relearn a whole new set of rules when you want to play something else. And not having, (laughs) you know, things... Mm. I mean, they have... We talked about it more last time, but they have... Whenever they've tried to sort of dip their toe in the specific setting... Yeah, and to an extent, also it's got the advantage that, you know, you're not having to get around things that don't work the way you want. You know, whereas if you port, I'm going to stick with Dungeons & Dragons again, if you say, I'm going to set this, you know, um, Ursula Le Guin-themed game in, I'm going to use Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition for it, okay, well, all the magic works completely wrong. So that's, you've got to change all that immediately. Whereas with something where you're, you're picking things and building it from the ground up to suit exactly what you want... Again, you know, as the GM, that's a huge advantage, but what you want to be able to do is present to the players, this is how the game works. Yeah, I don't know if it's been kept up to date, uh, though Mm. there was one of the things that came out quite early was basically an an allowed trait list. So it's all the advantages, disadvantages, skills from the book, and Mm. the GM can then cross out and say, right, this is is the list we're actually having in this campaign. Mm. And... I think there is an expectation that 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 is the that is an early step for the GM, rather than saying, "Okay, go wild, have whatever you like." 
Yeah, that's a that's a headache in the making. That is. Yeah, yeah it's a sort of curated experience. Right. Yeah, it? and if 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 I were trying to introduce yeah. somebody to GURPS gently, I, I mean, I I would probably start with a yeah yeah some, something like a like a, a spy film sort of setting. So you know, mo- modern setting that people know well. Uh, you've got guns. You've got melee weapons. You don't have weird mind powers or magic or any of that stuff. And say, okay, yeah. Here, here are the basics, and here is how this works. And then later on, we can add magic, which uses many of these rules you already know, plus this other stuff, mm. and so on. But the the idea of using all the weird stuff of GURPS in in one campaign is something I might have done when when I was much more energetic. <laughs> I I my my gut reaction is that John's. Well, I don't, sort of implicit in the way he asked that I, oh, I hate to use the word relevant, but GURPS probably isn't relevant and feels more like it has survived rather than is. I think it's been a success, success. and well, to some no degree, it still you know, is a success purely by existing, because there aren't really that many alternatives that that go about things in a similar way. Yes, there are other yeah. generic games, but it's surprising how few of them are actually really generic. Savage mm. Worlds is often touted as being a no, generic game, but it does things in a very specific way that doesn't mm. really translate. Like you were saying, you know, uh, you've got to change the magic system or whatever. Yeah, like, you to, couldn't um... to suit a particular um, literary property or whatever it is. Mm. It doesn't really do that as well as some other games. It's great. I, I burnt out on it, but I used to love playing Savage Worlds. Mm. Massively popular, and. You know, that's the sort of thing that GURPS is up against. It, it was that's, that's also now. helped by a very generous licensing policy, which was basically, mm. tell us what you're going to do, and we'll probably say yes. Uh, yeah. Mm. And you you, yeah. you, and you, you always had to talk to them, but the reputation was, yeah, if it's not completely well. horrible, they'll say sure. Yeah. Well, we're not a... already producing something you yeah. know, that we just <laughs> haven't announced yet. That's and you've got stuff... It, it, feel, it feels more like GURPS was influenced by rather than has influenced. But well, I think in it a made way, the argument. Like the it really brought things forward. And because of the work that there isn't really much Jackson, left wrote a book about games, co wrote a book about games. Um, and because yeah. he would always put extensive designer notes in Space Gamer and all this sort of thing, he, he sort of showed his working hmm. and actually talked about what he was trying to achieve with the game. Now, of course, that's in the early days. If you look at it now, somebody just coming across GURPS for the first time, you're not going to find that kind of material because it's not particularly relevant now. But he did approach it in a surprisingly open and structured way, whereas most games just appeared with perhaps a photo of what was going to be... You know, it was a mock-up cover that might change a bit if it was TSR or Mm. whatever. Mm. And and that was Mm. kind of it. How they come up with these numbers and what it was going to let you play about with wasn't really expressed that much. Mm. So from that point of view, it hasn't necessarily changed the way games are presented, because very few games are presented with, you know, the workings on show. But I do think it opened up the design language and discussion mm. quite a lot. Because in a way, when the ga- when GURPS is in front of you, you are kind of game designing to a degree that you're not with, um, well, Dungeons & Dragons, for example. Mm. 
you know, you're playing about more with your setting with D with D and D, or perhaps mm. which extra books you allow in. Whereas with GURPS, you you're kind of you're looking at, at how it fits together, and partly that's because it's point by, and partly that's because it tries to be modular. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There the, there is no. Uh, I think one one thing that GURPS has done and nobody else has really tried to imitate or at least not with any success is to say right here is the system and there is essentially no standard setting there is no standard adventure for it i, I don't Appar- mean, i don't it's mean the extremely only hard to sell a generic game now yeah that I, may be the reason i, I don't mean in, in in the sense that there's an adventure in the book i mean that if if i say i'm playing pathfinder you have a, a rough idea of the yeah. sort of thing i'm likely to be doing with the party yeah Mm. Or Call of Cthulhu, or most games. Mm. Not yeah, okay. So it's, it's not, not yeah. so much fate, but we're playing. We're playing GURPS. Yeah, but, Great. but again, again, what's the what's the setting? What's the adventure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are supplementary questions which are always kind of um, implied. I guess the answers are, are implied exactly. yeah, yeah. in saying it's going to be Pathfinder. It's going to be Dungeon Crawl Classic. Yeah, they're, they're not necessarily going to go that way, but that's the that's the assumption. Yeah, that's a good question, actually, uh, Roger. So fate. Does has anybody ever used fate just as fate, or have you used say Dresden Files or? Oh um, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's the pretentious version of fudge. Yeah. Firstly, well, no, I just use no, fudge, but yes, I know, and, and, and to a certain extent, that, that yes, fudge is what I've, I. I wouldn't say I've ever used fate per se. I've used fudge, but. Was fated, I guess. Um, <laughs> pardon the expression. But then, but, but then, but, but then also, you know, having a, you know, a simple enough set of rules that say, that ties through, I mean, Dresden is a good example because, uh, the Dresden stuff is a good example because it was stuff I was looking at and actually, um, played, I think, was it the last time? Either the last, either the last expo we went to, or the, or the one before that, um, I played in a um, played on it, and you know enjoyed it and, and bits and pieces. But I enjoyed it because of the setting and the rule system. It wasn't stupid enough to get in the way, and to a certain extent, that to me is GURPS all over. <laughs> I know obviously GURPS and Fate slightly different, very different uh, thing. But you can. I could run the Dresden. Mm. I could run the Dresden game in GURPS without even breaking sweat. Um, I could tailor the magic so it actually matches how magic works in the books. Um, and um, at the end of the day, the rest of that is it's it's modern day with then a whole um, hidden world sort of you know especially with the fairies uh, the Tendesi stuff behind the scenes again. Um, there are there are ways, means, and, and and methods that I could that I could use from from GURPS to do that, and I wouldn't particularly panic too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're going back to exactly what Shim was saying. I'm a GM who knows GURPS. So... As a play as as a player, if Roger turns around and says, "Right, we're playing Age of Steel," okay, great. You know, I don't. I know where to look on the character sheet and bits and pieces. I don't need. In fact, I would actually argue, 
and, and I would still go back to, GURPS is probably the easiest one of all the games games that we play to basically put in front of somebody who's never played a game before and say, off you go, this is what we're doing, there's where, you, there's where all your skills are. Your skills are kind of, you know, so, so if you're trying to shoot somebody, that's a shoot, you know, that, that's shooting. If you're trying to hide from somebody, okay, that's called um, stealth or shadowing or... Yeah. At, at the same time, yeah. I think it's the hardest for a GM. I t- yes, I think as a, uh, for, for a... Oh, I don't. I, I think so. For me, oh, in, in the run, yes. I feel, yeah, you have to do an awful lot of homework to get started. But once you've you've cranked up your engine and you're you're, you're running down the highway, it is a very simple. You you can quite. I mean. The beauty of GURPS, for me, mm-hmm. and the reason I really like it, is when you're running it, you can pretty much never pick up a book if you don't want that. It's well, you can the actually, ideal system. If I mean, you to want fair, to, then I, it is I'm, all there. I, so if I'm, but if you I'm, don't have to. You can just be like, this is minus two, and yeah. you've got some I- idea of what that means. The back cover of the um, GURPS two point, uh, second to third edition uh, <laughs> uh, sheet um, which I suspect is basically what Roger is about to wave at me. <laughs> no, on, this, on this the... is the fourth edition GM screen. Yeah, um, which, I've got, which again I've... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that small print you've got there, Roger. I've got yeah. the yeah. Traveller screen print. randomly, which has got most of the things you've got. But, but I, I don't I, think I don't I've think, ever had to look up a combat modifier on there. <laughs> I no. honestly don't think you need... Not, that's not because I, I know them, it's because I don't need them. arguable, because you know how the scale works. Yeah, although well. it's arguable that, yeah, you can you can wing it quite easily in GURPS for for a complicated system, because that core mechanic is quite easy, yeah. in a similar way to a core to Cthulhu so, in a way. Yeah. Um, it's quite easy I, to just I, I agree. fly about this and, 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 and although yeah, yeah, you're not following the rules, it, it, it's it's GURPS. it works. Um. In fact, yes. In fact, I, I, I can't think of anything where is 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 prior to actually the game being played. Now, yeah. I think that might actually be probably its biggest detriment in the fact that right, okay, big I'm, hurdle. Yeah, I can't. I you know, I mean, you're all aware that I tend to play yeah a little it, it takes and a, loose with the yeah. occasionally when I'm when I'm running the game. No, this is uh, news to me. What's, uh, <laughs> what have I missed? None of oh, us would do anything like that. Cheeky bugger. Uh, but um, wow, I, I can't do that with GURPS. Conversely, if I'm running, if I'm, if I'm world building or whatever, still now, um, and bear in mind, I, you know, I play, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running Genesis and, 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 and um, with, a, with um, my Sunday night group and so on. And, and, and Genesis is another nice generic thing that, I'm, that, that, that we can that, that kind of works in a similar sort of similarish sort of way. Um, but I think in GURPS and then convert. Yeah, I've been doing a bit of that with my Genesis game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in in terms of difficulty of GMing, <laughs> you know, speaking as someone who pretty much Aww. just GMs Pathfinder. Um, I, I I would strongly assert that that is much more complicated to DM. Yeah. 
no, no, I can't. No. <laughs> something, something about the way. Well, yeah, I was going to say if you can GM Pathfinder, that is a. It has never oh, right, sat in my okay, head. I find it. it an immensely difficult game to play. Uh, I, I would never dream of running it, and that's just because it it doesn't kind of gel with so, me. Uh, whereas you know, GURPS did. Yeah. But. So so you you'll appreciate this, uh, Shib especially. Um, I've actually got the computer. Uh, I, I, because I've been off for a week. I actually bought the Pathfinder Kingmaker. Um, you know the actual uh, computer computer game, and and it is a proper. It's 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 one of the it's it's a it's a pretty good faithful. Um, rendition. It's almost like if you remember back in the days when Baldur's Gate and things like that were mm. were around. So, so, yeah. Um, um, but um, but you but you oh, hover. One of the things you'll do. So it's basically, it's got a little thing. That, that, yeah, so you, you hit and this whatever, and it's got a little tracker, and it says, um, I don't know um, my character. My character Ernie, because hey, why not? Um, Ernie the Paladin. Um, hits and he hits and he does this amount of damage. And I look at and it tells me how it's worked out that I've hit. And bloody right. hell! All the modifiers and things. Yeah. Yes, and exactly your thing, John. So basically, when I've got about eight now, admittedly, it is just you know you work it all out prior to, but. Um, but I'm looking, you know, that I, I hit because um, I, I, I've got a minus two because I'm power attacking. But um, I've got, um, but I've got a stat of this. I've got a, I've got a, I, I've, this is my level because I'm a paladin. Um, oh, I've got um, holy this. I've got, you know, you've, you've got, got weapon focus, boom, and you've got boom, the competence boom, bonus from the boom, bars, yeah. and you've got the insight yeah, bonus yeah. from the mage. Yeah, well, you've got sacred bonus. Actually, from making the spell. my head hurt. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Mr. working out to wrap up with. Well, um, I think the the only other thing I've got really is you know what 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 would you say do this with GURPS or don't do this with GURPS? You know, if you if you try to say you know this is what GURPS is for, this this is why you should play everything. <laughs> I know this is Roger's answer is typically that, but not yeah, always. Though which is important. I, I've got a couple of exceptions to that. I mean. One is Pendragon Traits and Passions, which I just... I'm, I'm not that fond of the rest of Pendragon anymore, but Traits and Passions I really like for producing that sort of story. Right. Um, and, yeah, sometimes it can get a bit slow, particularly if... Yeah, there, there are some players who just aren't really all that happy to say, OK, I've got a, I've got a skill of 13 and I've got a plus 3 and I've just rolled a 7. What did I make it by? Mm. Many, yeah, many old GURPS hands can do that really quite quickly. Some players are just n- not happy with that. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Roll under has taken a sort of um, a hit in terms of the, the the mental scape of role playing games that it's regarded as weird now because everything's supposed to be roll over. Yeah. So yeah, that that's why I've been. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to stop running Genesis, and and I'd, I'd like to run Modern Age again at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, the, the, the thing I always say, and people who've heard improvised radio theatre with dice, no, I already say it is, why wouldn't I just run this in GURPS? Be- um, but to be fair, a lot of that is because I already know GURPS, so. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I would still argue, um, yeah. I think we would enjoy Call of Cthulhu just as much if we use GURPS rules as if we used, uh, BRP. Well, that, that's what I did for several years at, uh, YSDC Games Days. Yeah, yeah uh, it worked. They were always 
great games? Yes. Yeah. Ah, I, w- I was raised one point, which is it's less swingy in Yeah, Bell curve for the win. Yeah, and actually that's a strong advantage as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Well, that's it may not bell be quite thing, as isn't it? Yes. obvious and intuitive yeah. to um, a yeah. new player yeah. who can look at Definitely. something and say, right, oh, I've got a 60% chance of that, that's great. Mm-hmm. But really, once you've got even a basic understanding of the bell curve, you suddenly realise that your character can generally do what you've paid for them to do, you know? <laughs> I've got a skill 14, that's 90%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and and, and, yeah. and so I mean, to me, yeah. you're going to say yeah. what, what? What? I'm trying Agreed. to think. Of, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything I wouldn't run with Gert. Uh, your your Star Wars Genesis game. I mean, you're not you're so, not yeah. you're not running so, it with Gert's. No, so, so, oh, that's so, a whole new. So, yeah, what does, so Genesis, Genesis, what does Genesis give you? Genesis works in a different way, and Genesis is, a, again, a generic <laughs> system, um, um, and a generic... Uh, it, it, Genesis is Savage Worlds done right, to me. It gives <laughs> you that, that sort of, it's it as I keep saying, the fast-moving action-y it's game. Yeah, and I know... With, John, without you, the statistical you know, illiteracy yeah, of Savage yeah. Worlds. Yeah, so I just w- I just wish you were typing this into um, RPG Net forums because it would be an absolute bloodbath. <laughs> There'll be letters. Yeah. It'd be carnage. I, I wouldn't anymore, and the only reason is I. Well, John, John you know, what I, would I stopped you use? using it. Would you run it to other, other games, and I've got other games that do the same sort of thing. Um, for me to go and buy GURPS and, and learn, because it has changed substantially, really, from when I did play it, but mm. it's also a long time ago, I'd have to relearn quite a lot of things. Would it give me a benefit over using one of the games I already have? For example, getting better with Hero mm. System or using D6. And I don't think it would. But if I didn't have them, would I use it? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, you know, it was a game I, I loved the concept behind it. And I liked a lot of the development, and the, in all honesty, it was the um, the over proliferation of um, skills and things that kind of soured me on it. That it just got a bit unwieldy, and I was never that good at cutting stuff out and saying to people, no, "You can't have that." But yeah, I, I mean, for me, sure it works. But then I was there in '84 and '85, yeah, reading uh, about yeah, it as it was coming yeah. out, and buying a copy of Man to Man as soon as it hit the shelves, mm. and. Um, GURPS isn't that game anymore in many ways, but then of course I'm not that gamer, and I, I don't know if that many people are that gamer, or if if you you know you're such a product of your time that really can I possibly say to somebody who's coming to GURPS fresh anything useful mm. that that ties into their experience because they're never going to see it the way I saw it. Mm. Mm. I like avocados. I like guacamole. I may not be saying exactly that, Nick. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this question around there. You know, in what the moment we've got to a fruit based. Exactly. It's you know, I'm under I'm under an NDA. I can't discuss Gurps fruit 
uh, just delete that in, in post, Roger. Um, Absolutely. Um, it might be a droop. Um, anyway, um, what would you like to do with GURPS? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you've got ideas. I know you have because you're thinking about running a game. But, you know, are there, you know, particular concepts that you think, oh, I've, I've just never quite got around to doing that? Is there something you, you're really looking forward to doing at some point when you've managed to work it out right? Speaking for myself, I don't think of that so much as what would I like to do? What game would I like to run? And then I, then as a separate process, I think, and yeah, I could do it in GURPS. Mm. Um, a separate yet inevitable process. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, usually the way it ends up. And as I said, for good reason. <laughs> um, you know, anyone else? I mean, Nick. Obviously, you, you did a very big GURPS game with Flight Thirteen. I did, uh, but I, I suppose for me, at my stage in the in uh, when I mm. have creative energies that I want to put into world building or adventure writing, I'd rather channel them into just writing nowadays. I'm afraid, and so when I'm running mm. a game, almost always nowadays I run pre-written mm. adventures, and then I try and tell you, I prefer I prefer long campaigns, which is why I'd like to run Masks to its horrible conclusion. Because then, I, then you can. The advantage for that for me is that I kind of get the best of both worlds. I don't have to put that much effort into the world building, but I can then bend the campaign around the characters and start mm. to mould them into it. Um, GURPS, I love. I think it's amazing. I, if if Cthulhu didn't exist, I would run GURPS mm. all the time. Yeah. But one of its strengths of being generic is the the flaw for me. Mm. There aren't there aren't a lot of pre-written adventures, and I guess it's no surprise. That the longest one I ran was that one of the few pre-written adventures for GURPS, mm. um, and the other one I tried was the Pirates of Drynex, um, which is actually a traveller adventure. I just I don't like traveller system very much, so and I prefer GURPS. Um, so mm. uh, yeah, there's lots of things I'd love to try. There's lots of games I'd love to run, but I just don't have the time. And when I do have the time, I tend to channel that energy in a different way now. So the, I suppose so this, this comes back to the, the thing you're saying about it. it's a GM's game, but you've got to be a GM well, who wants a to be time. doing that work. Um, speaking. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, so, so at the end of the day, Nick is the... You, you've you got know, to put your homework in, which you're, I appreciate it. Yeah, mm. I, I think it's um, fantastic and I love and, it. But. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I want my here's here's one campaign that was mechanically much easier than I thought it would be. (laughs) Sorry, anyway, that's my tuppence. Oh, yeah, and and I gave up on it because of the it was actually very easy to write a few oh, new yeah, rules for GURPS really that, for while, yeah. that would produce the, the talk-like effects and, and you know, when you do get the disconnections what happens when you spend possibilities that kind of thing uh, the, the only problem was that, the, that I was running the pre-written talk adventures and they weren't very good uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway so ba- basically no, what I'm hearing here is that there's a huge world, outcry for uh, pre-written scenarios shopping. for GURPS I'm ah, but in which setting? That's yeah, the right. that, that has and, always been the problem. And, 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 and that's your biggest problem in the fact that... Um, that I, I, I don't think it would work for it, them. If but... you read it, I mean, there are rules to basically shift it into space. 
um, fantasy. You, you'd, you'd think, really, what they'd do is, is, is publish a book of yeah. adventures for Infinite Worlds. Maybe I should pitch one. I think there is a fantasy <laughs> version, yeah. It does, yeah, it does. Do you mean, do you mean Alternate Earths? <laughs> the, well, yeah. the Infinite one Worlds two. that um, Ken Height did, they're just... They're interesting to read. And none of them sound like alternate Earths, yeah, but I mean, they never you know, sound like... Got, I think I mean, we touched on this like last time. It doesn't sound that much fun to role-play to me, but uh, maybe that's me. I mean, you like um, the um, Flight 13, but, I mean, the actual time travel adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if I ran... I've oh, got, oh, yeah, all right, I, I did get an article out of one minor plot point in the time travel adventures. Probably one of those, except you were going to Yeah, <laughs> I mean, front. you know, I was still... I mean, I, I, I mean, well, I've, I've kind of sort of ran uh, the Titanic one uh, for, for, for... Well, for, 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 for Nick and for John, anyway, whether they were aware of it or not, I don't oh, quite know. Yeah, for what stuff? <laughs> yeah, that was the one where your, your yeah. character uh, in Savage, your Savage World character, basically exploded a dice, and um, um, the good guys won because basically you picked up a gun that you'd never used before, pointed it in the right direction, fired, and flew the best, the most lucky shot ever in the in the history of the world, <laughs> known universe, Nick. But, uh... That was a, that was a good... Um, yeah. was a good I'm getting a feeling we've sort of talked ourselves through GURPS. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody's particularly changed their minds about it. Right, that wasn't no, really the I, intention. I think, I yeah. think, I think that, and, and that's the thing. And as, as both Roger and I have said, if we're playing, we all, we all going broadly to like it, and think of what we're, especially if, you know, if it's something. I think it's probably only Roger and I who. Well, I know it's. I suppose it's really. A, it's really only not. It's only Nick who actually is. Um, tied these days to just running sort of published stuff because you don't want to bother you can't be asked to think yeah but I, I, yeah, I did really actually that, I, I say that I have for Wars <laughs> I wrote the Strontium Dog Adventure myself which I quite I really enjoyed doing actually just, <laughs> so well next time <laughs> yeah. and I really regret uh, that I didn't make the entirety of Cornwall right. well just thank you everyone um, like, <laughs> I, I don't think this is one of the ones where we've got a particular yeah. like here's a conclusion it's just oh, no, we do we don't have to it's just talking about go stuff. by GURPS especially Renault Steel products many many of which pay me royalties <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we just like okay. uh, this podcast so is like not to... sponsored by uh, anyone really um, yeah. so, uh, but we'll talk up Munchkin if he's going to pay us. I mean, can't, <laughs> the game. can't get enough of it. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't show. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You, as you said it, it the Discuss. <laughs> oh, I, 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 take, I take that back. That's not going to oh, happen. God, have you read them? <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing against him. <laughs> and on that he's a lovely moral person. <laughs> Cheers, all. I just can't stand anything he's ever said or written.